Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. Merry Christmas from Commissioner T. It is December 25th, uh, Eastern uh, Standard Time. It's 437. No advertising, no warning. Just, you know, it's just time for me to vent. You know, and I feel bad sometimes when we do the show Tuesday nights. I dominate the show sometimes with Cowboy News, and my co-hosts are gracious enough to let me do it along with my brother. Um, but I couldn't wait till tomorrow night. We'll talk some about the game tomorrow night, but, you know, we'll do what we do. But I couldn't wait till tomorrow night. I couldn't. Um, you know, it's Christmas Day. You know, Christmas Eve, I go and I go see my lovely daughters, Melina and Amari, and some other members of my family including my mom's, we have a nice dinner, hang out, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm watching this game, and because the game wasn't on local TV here in Connecticut, because, you know, they have to show local coverage, so let's show the Giants and the Cardinals, because, you know, that's the game that everybody in Connecticut wants to see. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I know, I'm a hypocrite, because if the Cowboys were 2-12 and 12 and they were on TV, I'd want to watch them over a playoff game. Um, but, but that's not the case. But anyway, I digress. I have NFL online package, uh, NFL ticket, the online version. So I'm able to watch the game from my TV as well as from my uh, mobile devices. So I watched the game, first half in my crib, second half over my relative's crib, chilling watching the game, got my hat on, got my scotch you know what I'm saying? I'm relaxing. It's 9-7 at halftime. I'm watching the game. I'm ready to roll. You know, and, I, and, and let me just say this, you know, because it's going to come up tomorrow night, so I'm just going to be clear. I stand by everything I said about Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. I saw nothing from Russell Wilson that would make me change my mind. Nothing. Yeah, the man's got talent, but so does Dak. Yeah, the man's got kills. Matter of fact, they look like two sides of the same coin. The one thing that I will say, that Russell Wilson did that Dak did not do and has not done well this year is protect the football. The one thing that Dak Prescott did very well last year is protect the football. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. And that's why I was encouraged about his future. That's why I understood why people wanted Dak over Tony, even though I said Tony has matured into that, into that player. Tony has matured into not trying to be Brett Favre and be the gunslinger, not trying to win the game on one play. And so a healthy Tony Romo last year, this team's going far, farther than it went with Dak Prescott. But I'll never know because 
They went with Dak. Everybody said go with Dak. And late in the game, I said, fine, hey, you know, Dak has won 9, 10. Okay, get it. In a row, what you going to do? But it's a year later now. Tony's gone. All y'all out there that said bring Romo back. Y'all make me sick. Where was this last year? All of y'all get rid of Tony. Trade Tony. Cut Tony. Let Tony go. He had his chance, which he did. Dak is the man now. Look at what he's doing as a rookie. Get rid of him. Now, you same mism fizzles. I'm trying not to swear, even though this is an R- this is an R-rated show, because I may slip up. So, you know, but I'm gonna try. I'm trying, I'm trying to be a gentleman here. But you same people now want Tony Romo back. You same ones are saying, well, you know, do you want I see it all over the forums. Uh, would you, you know, what do you think? Uh 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 would, would would Tony have won that game? Listen, Tony Romo is retired. He is gone. He is gone. Let it go. Give it up. You have a better chance of Bill Parcells coming back to coach this team than you do Tony Romo coming out of retirement, and it would be the wrong thing to do. When we had him, we didn't put him back when he was healthy. The guy had to come out and make this speech about meritocracy and all that craziness, and you gave the team the deck, and he said goodbye, Dallas. Could he have gone somewhere else and played? I Probably. But he left and retired, and based on the interview I saw, he's happy. So leave it alone. All you Fairweather fans, shut the front door. Tony ain't coming back. Dak is your quarterback, period. And then you want to go throw in Cooper Rush, the rookie, because that's what we do, right? We go with the hottest thing. Who's ever hot now, put him in. Who's ever unproven, as soon as the proven guy stumbles, let's go to the unproven guy. Let's just blow everything up because we're not happy. Forget the fact that, you know, this isn't Madden. This isn't fantasy football, okay? This is like real life. There's contracts. You pay people like money that you don't get back. So that's your quarterback. Now, he's not expensive, so you could make a move there. But it's ridiculous. He's played two years, 13 wins last year, eight this year, maybe nine, maybe eight. Let's just go with eight. 21 years, 10 to 11 victories a year. Would you live with that? I would. So shut your mouth. Now. Let's get to the game, because some of the things I'm saying have to do with looking at the entire season, looking at people's careers, and I think everybody's just being ridiculous. By the way, the Cavs and the the Warriors are on. I have that game on in the background. Great game. It's going to go right down to the wire. Uh, Durant's trying to be the man, but, you know, I'm a LeBron James fan. I don't have a team. I don't have a basketball team ever since Jordan retired. I have a basketball team. When I was a kid, it it was the Celtics. And then as a, that should be a charge right there. As a, as a, they gave it a block. As an adult, um, I was a Jordan fan, loved the Bulls. Um, but, you know, now I'm just a fan of players and I love LeBron. So I, I, I root for LeBron. But, here, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, let's talk about the game. So, tough game. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's my phone in the background because, you know. Um, yeah, you know what happens when you just go on the air like that? I, I had no chance to tell people, so, you know, I turned the phone aside. Okay, let me just focus. I apologize. By the way, it's Commissioner T. Merry Christmas. The Madden Voice. 347-838-9525 if you're out there and want to call in. I hope you're enjoying your holiday. I need to vent about this game. Um, the first thing I want to I go to is the fact that 
you know, Ezekiel Elliott is back. Ezekiel Elliott looked like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, no, he didn't have any, you know, game-breaking 20, 30-yard runs. He didn't have a screen pass that he took to the house. Um, none of that. But you just could just feel the difference between Zeke. Notice Alfred Morris didn't play at all. I don't even know if he was active, to be honest with you. Um, they did play Rod Smith. Uh, he had a handful of carries. But Zeke had 11 carries in the first quarter for 50 yards. He finished the game with 24 carries with 97 yards. So that means for the next three quarters, he had 13 carries for 47 yards. Now, Seattle did bring a safety into the box to try to shut Zeke down. Haven't we seen this movie before? Isn't that what most teams have done? And with the exception of maybe Denver earlier this year in a game that just nothing went right, and we see what Denver really turned out to be, so let's not, let's not go crazy because Denver sucks. Um, but just in a game that just Dallas just didn't play well. And maybe that's what his team is this year. Maybe, you know, the Kansas City win and some of the other wins were figments of our imagination because the team never really felt like last year when it just kept winning and you just, you just felt something special in the air and it had a, you know, new attitude and a focus and, you know, no matter who they put up against them, knocked them down. I mean, think about it. They went into week 17 last year, 13 and two. And, you know, had they had something to play for against Philly, they would have won that game, but they didn't have anything left to play for. So they had finished 13 and three, almost came back to beat Green Bay in a playoffs. I think Rust, you know, being off a week, maybe not Rust, but, you know, lack of football continuity cost them that game. But this year, just never really felt them get on track. That said, this is about as healthy as they have been the entire year. Unfortunately, Tyron Smith went a, went a, went a, quarter, uh, a drive, and he was done. And that's too bad. I think he's when healthy, he's the best left tackle in the game, period. I don't care. You, you can, Jason Peters and all these other guys, I'm sorry. If Tyron Smith is healthy, he's the best left tackle in the game. Um, he's not healthy. He hasn't been healthy. He's, he's a warrior. He's fought through it. He played one drive, and he was done. So that's problem number one. But even with that said, you run Zeke 13 more times the rest of the game. They brought an extra safety in to slow him down. We've seen this movie, and hasn't, um, haven't we been able to deal with that previously? Haven't we been able to figure that out previously? So what happened? Why, why, why get away from that? I mean, all of this you know, misdirection in the media about Zeke, I get it. I get it. But now we're in the game, and they really never stopped him. I mean, even just like Zeke does better than I think any back in the game, he gets hit, and you look like it's going to be either no gain or one or two, and he turns it into four or five. Just sheer strength, will, determination, that's what he does. So – Why did you get away from that? Isn't that what this team was built on? Jason Garrett, who played with Troy Aikman, who was Troy Aikman's backup, who played on a team that had an offensive line that was dominant, that had Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Jay Novacek. Isn't that what you tried to build here? Isn't that what Jerry Jones, who was the owner back then, 
with Jimmy Johnson built, and you played on that team, and that team was dominant, and by all accounts should have won four straight Super Bowls, but Barry Switzer took care of that. But I digress. Or maybe you could say Jerry Jones did. Whatever. They won three out of four. Fine. Isn't that the formula? Isn't that the formula we see a lot of teams doing? Isn't that what Pittsburgh's doing? The, with the you know great running back and, and the great wide receiver, the, 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 the triplets now? Isn't that something we're seeing teams do other than the Patriots? Who can, they just, whatever they want to do, they do. They're just, they're just a juggernaut. But isn't that the formula that has worked before? And isn't that what you tried to put around Tony Romo? And you finally had it, and now, okay, it's not Tony, it's Dak. So then, what happened? Why go away from what you know works and worked in the first quarter? Why do you not just run this some bitch until they stop him? I mean, I, I don't get it. I remember... And I got a little scotch because I'm trying to keep my composure here. Let me just get a little taste. Mm. Oh, God, that's good. Merry Christmas, Dad. That one's for you. Hey, a friend of mine named Jerry Hughes. Jerry was uh, one of my best friends growing up. Uh, Jerry lives out in uh, Vegas now. He's, uh, you know, used to be a bodybuilder. And now he's, um, I really don't know what Jerry does. I know he did, like, security you know, like like big. I seen him in videos of like Paris Hilton, like that. Like he's a big dude. He's like six four, um, you know, two eighty, whatever. All muscle. He's a big dude. So and you know, um, good good friend, great friend. Growing up, haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, great friend. His brothers, Chuck. I've mentioned Chuck. Raiders fan. They're both Raiders fans. Chuck's still local. But my point in bringing Jerry up is, I remember back when Eric Dickerson played for the Rams. Um. And I remember when he went to college and he came home for college, I think it was uh, Nebraska, and he came home and he said that he had all them, all them hillbillies out there cracking up his words. He said that, you know, watching the Rams play, and he said, man, if I was the head coach of the Rams and I had Eric Dickerson, I'd have three plays, dick right, dick left, and dick up the middle. And they all cracked up. And it's funny because you get the connotation. And I've never forgot that joke, and I never forgot that message, you know, right? Here we are. That was probably 30 years ago. Here we are with a guy who actually had a bet with said Eric Dickerson, by the way. And the Cowboys don't do that. Here's a guy who hadn't played in six weeks. Now, you could say he's, um, you know, not in football shape and this, that, and the other. Cardio isn't there. Okay, you've, you've got trainers and stuff to monitor him. But what you know is he's got fresh legs. What you know is he ain't injured. He is 100% healthy. So why aren't you running the heck out of him the entire game until they show you that, they, that he can be stopped? And then when they stop him, then your answer is somebody out there needs to make a play. If they are able to do what only Denver pretty much did this year, then – your, your answer then is either read option or Witten or Beasley or bring Switzer in or Terrence Williams. <sighs> I'll talk about Dez in a minute. Um, you know, but you have options out there. These, you know, these guys can make plays. So why didn't that happen? Why did Dallas try to be cute instead of feeding Zeke? 
I, I don't get it. I need a minute. Let me let me let me play my little famous Barack Obama Merry Christmas since it is Christmas Day, and I've never played it on Christmas Day before. So let me just play it on Christmas Day. We'd like to take a moment to thank you and your family for the warmth and friendship that you've shown ours, for sharing your hospitality and your stories. In this holiday season, we're reminded that the things that unite us as a people are more powerful and enduring than anything that sets us apart. And we all have a stake in each other, in something larger than ourselves. So from our family to yours, I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. All right. So, um, hold on, guys. I know you're out there dying to hear what I have to say. Um, but, you know, my daughter just texted me, so I have to respond. Okay, here, I, here I'm back. Thanks for, th- thanks, sir. Thanks for giving me a minute, guys. Yeah, I know I'm kind of loose on the show. I mean, I'm not on network TV. No one's paying me to do this. This is just Commissioner T. Mad Voice Special Edition. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and they've lost, and they are not going to the playoffs. Why didn't they just feed Zeke? He is, in my opinion, the best running back in the game. In my opinion, yeah, Le'Veon Bell is, is serious. Todd Gurley is serious. There are other backs out there. David Johnson, when healthy, is serious. Fournette, serious. You know, there's other, uh, Shady McCoy, serious. Hey, there's a lot of awesome backs out there. This guy is is to me, better than all of them. I'm not saying he's head and shoulders better. I think, other, I think the only guy in that conversation is Bell. So I think, and I've said this on this show a number of times, I think there's Bell and Zeke and everybody else. Although Gurley this year is certainly trying to put his name as the number third person in that, making it a trio. We might have to have a four horsemen of running backs because Gurley is freaking phenomenal. He's, he's awesome, okay? So Gurley might have to, might have to be there. Um, but I'll deal with that when I have my colleagues on the show. What I'm saying is, hands down, no matter who you ask, if they're not biased, Zeke is a top running back in this game. Why, you, you drafted him with your number four pick um, at, the, at the draft at, uh, during 2016, April of 2016. He just came off of six weeks of working out, getting in shape, and... I don't understand why we aren't feeding him. He makes that feed him. Some running backs get better the more they run. Jason Garrett came at halftime in the interview and said, we are following our game plan of wearing down the Seattle defense. If you are wearing down the Seattle defense, how do you do that? And Zeke only gets – and I don't have the exact number. I know he ran the ball 11 times in the first quarter. Let's just do simple math. There's 13 carries left. Let's just say he did four a quarter. How are you running down the defense with eight carries in the second half? How are you going to wear them down? That's the plan, and that has worked a number of times. And by the fourth quarter, the defense is gassed. You you won the time of possession battle, and – you're shoving Zeke down their throat. You get a couple of passes. You get Beasley underneath. You get Dez on the slant. You get Witten in the seam. Next thing you know, you're about to go into the end zone, and you score touchdowns, not field goals. But no, you tried to be cute. You didn't feed Zeke. Now let's talk about Dez Bryant. I have been one of Dez's biggest supporters. This year, I have called him out a number of times. This year, I have said, okay, enough is enough. 
you, you know, you are making $14 million a year. You're one of the highest paid wide receivers in the game. And, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what happened to Des. I've listened to um, many, many, many pundits and their theory on Des. And, hey, maybe they're right, maybe they're not. He doesn't run a right route. Um, he's a step slower. He can't get separation. Um, he's not as physical off the line as he used to be. I've heard it all. Maybe it's all true. But when I look at a Doug Baldwin, who doesn't have nowhere near the physical um, abilities as Des, and I see him getting open, I don't get it. And none of these, none of these I mean, there's no Richard Sherman out there. You know, there's, there's no superstar cornerback on Seattle. And when the ball hits you in the hands and you don't catch it, and then when you do catch it, you carry it in a way where the guy can just knock it right out of your hand, you are a veteran, Des. You are not a rookie. You are a veteran. You were, you were in the Pro Bowl. If I recall, he went in as an alternate and then because a couple people were injured. I think he was in the Pro Bowl last year. I'd have to look it up. But I, I'm almost positive you made the Pro Bowl a year ago. And that's how you play? And you're going to sit and, and whine and really be um, a distraction to your team. And let's see, I'm looking, I'm looking. January 2000, yeah, he was in the Pro Bowl. Uh, Julio, Julio Jones was injured, and Dez made his third Pro Bowl last season because Julio Jones was injured. So, you know, you're a year away from having made the Pro Bowl, your third Pro Bowl. And you sit there and want the ball. And the one thing I could say about guys like Michael Irvin guys like Terrell Owens, guys like even Keyshawn Johnson, when they said throw me the damn ball, they would actually catch the ball. You can't, you can't scream for the ball and then keep dropping it. You know, I, we saw early in the game they threw him a slant, the ball pops up in the air. Unfortunately, no one picked that one off. Same thing happened on that other play where they threw him, they threw him uh, the ball, he didn't catch it, popped up, and it's an interception. I don't know what the heck that tackle kind of was or wasn't. I don't really know what that was. But anyway – um, and then the other catch, you catch the ball, you don't secure it properly, and, and, and a fumble. Now, you made one nice play, and that's why Dez continues to be Dez, because, you know, he'll make one or two good plays in the game, but that's not enough. Not when you're making $14 million a year, not when you're the number one wide receiver, not when you're a year off from a Pro Bowl, not when, you know, you were a couple of years away from arguably being the best wide receiver in the game, not where you had a period of three years where you averaged 91 catches a year and over 1,200 yards from 2012 to 2014, and now you can't even, you can barely catch a ball, and if you do, they can just knock it out of your hands? I, I don't understand. So, you know, and if you want to sit there and complain, well, you know what, I'm not even going to say that. Don't complain. Don't complain. Not on the sideline, not during the game. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. And then when you don't get, then when you get the ball and you can't do nothing with it, not how you look. I, you know, a lot of people saying get rid of Dez. I, I don't know how that works financially. I, I honestly don't know. And, and if you take Dez away, what do you got left? You know, do you have the ability to draw double teams? Do you have – because he does draw attention. 
Let, let's be honest. There are many teams when Dez goes out there that, you know, he'll get double teamed. Not all the time because he hasn't shown that he can go one-on-one and, and, and dominate like he used to. So I can't just say get rid of Dez until I know what the plan is. But I can say this. Give me a team of Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley's and, you know, these guys, Bryce Butler's and these guys who actually do catch the ball, I'd probably figure it out. I would probably figure it out. We cannot have a guy of that caliber dropping balls, getting fumbles, um, and not making catches. He, I, I used to swear by Dez's hands because his hands were, were big and you throw the ball and give him a 50-50 ball, and he would just go up and just pluck it away. I don't know what happened now, though, but that don't, that's not Dez's game anymore. So I'm not going to just be a, a reactionary fan and say get rid of Dez. There's contracts. There's a lot of things involved in that. Um, nice shot, LeBron. Um, but something has to be done. Maybe it's time to rework Dez, and maybe, you know, Hey, look what they did with Fitzgerald. They put him in a slot. Now, Dez is not a slot receiver, but maybe it's time to see if he can become one. Maybe it's time to go out there and find either in the draft or in free agency. And I don't want to hear, well, if he's a free agent and another team doesn't want him, then I don't want to hear that mess. You know, maybe it's time. Go on and get Deshaun Jackson for one year. The one thing we know he can do is run. That guy goes deep. He's deadly. He ain't doing nothing out in Tampa Bay. You know, go find someone who could take the top off. Find somebody who's a and can catch. Even if it's a veteran, even if he's on his downside. Okay, so Deshaun Jackson at this stage in his career can't run four two or four three. So he runs a four four. I'll take it. Des runs a four five, four six. If that. I'll take it. But go out there and get someone to take the top off. Because Des isn't doing it. He's not getting it done. Period. Jason Witten said he'll be back. Too many good things for him to leave. A lot of people question whether that's a good move. I, I, I love the guy. Bring him back. He's your starter. Um, you know, needs to chill with the holding calls. He's had a few of them this year. He, he, he hasn't been as much of the solution as he usually is. But I don't see anybody on this roster that's threatening to take his job. Um, if you want to find somebody that you can develop for next year, so I don't know that he'll stay longer than one more year, um, that's fine. Go out there and get get it, get a, a, a former basketball player because they always seem to be the ones that turn into good tight ends. Okay, so go find somebody 6'5", 6'6", that used to play basketball and develop him over the next couple of years and make him your, uh, your, your heir apparent. Go find him. But Jason Witten's not the issue here. Dak Prescott. Um, you know, I think this game has to fall on Dak Prescott. I think when I look at fault, three people come to mind. And as much as I would blame Des, I think the team had enough ability to overcome his mistakes. Um, Jason Garrett Dak Prescott and Scott Linehan. And you know why? Because why didn't they feed Zeke? Feed the man. Um, A year ago, Dak took great care of the ball, made good decisions, did not do anything that would lose the game. This year has not been that year. 
that pass that he lobbed over the head too too high for Zeke and too short for Dez and right into the hands of the Seattle cornerback and right into a pick six, his fourth pick six of the year. Does that sound like? Sound like this guy who's now a backup in Atlanta, who was a starter in Houston. Y'all remember Matt Schaub? Yeah, Matt Schaub had that one, like, six-game, seven-game-in-a-row streak of throwing pick sixes. Then he finally lost his job, and he hasn't been a starter since. So Dak now has four pick sixes this year. He had four interceptions last year. 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. He has four pick sixes this year. And that one was completely on him. And and when you're the starting quarterback – and you're coming off being offensive player of the year and you don't you don't those are passes I expect to see from from other quarterbacks. There's certain other quarterbacks in the league that if they did that I'd say, uh-huh, yep, that that's about that's about their game. Even though Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls, I always say, hang around, Eli I'll give you a chance. Now Dak is becoming that. Dak is becoming that quarterback that just hang around, he'll make a mistake. That's not good. Has he regressed? Yeah, he's regressed. Yes. Am I saying that because I take Russell Wilson, though? No. I'm just saying that the coaching staff needs to realize that Dak is not playing like he did a year ago, and what's the problem? And this isn't just from yesterday. This we've seen. That three-game slump that pretty much ruined their chances of getting the Because you guys do know, even though everything was falling into place, uh, Detroit lost, uh, Atlanta lost. So next week, all you needed was uh, was Atlanta to lose, and then either Dallas or Seattle is going to be in the in the playoffs. So you know what's going to happen, right? Atlanta's going to lose. If Dallas had won and they needed to go beat Philly, Atlanta would win next week. Now that Dallas lost and it's Seattle, watch Atlanta's going to lose to Carolina, and Seattle's going to win, and they're going to get into the playoffs. Just just watch, okay? Because that's just our luck. But if you win more of those games, especially that three-game slump where nothing went right, I mean, listen, if you're a franchise quarterback and you want to be the man and you want to, at some point, get yourself the four-horseman status, then you've got to be able to carry that team. You've got to be the one to sit there and put that team on your back when all else fails. That's the one thing I will say about Russell Wilson is he does tend to do that, although both teams came into this game eight and six. Russell didn't do much to impress me other than he didn't lose the game. He just assumed take a 22-yard loss on a sack, then fumble it or throw an interception. How hard is that for a scrambling, agile quarterback to say, okay, I'm going to take – I thought I could spin away. I can't. This guy's faster than I thought. I'm just going to go down and take my lumps. That's what he did. Yet we see – throws bad passes from time to time, pick sixes, interceptions that are inexplicable. Now, some of them are his fault. We, we again, we've seen what um, Dak has done. I'm sorry, Dez has done. We, we've seen, you know, mistakes. But my point is, you've got to protect that football. You're the starting quarterback. This is your team. We're talking about you taking this team to the next level. That's not how you do it, bro. Now, let me get to Jason Garrett, and let me get to Scott Lenahan. Because even as poorly as the offensive played, and I don't want to hear anybody blame Dan Bailey. Okay, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Yep, you were right. We're spoiled because Dan Bailey has been the picture of perfection up until this year. 
and maybe he's still injured. I, mean, I don't I don't really know what it is. And yes, it was disappointing that he missed two field goals. I'm disappointed. But when you get in the red zone, you should be scoring touchdowns. Touchdowns. So I don't want to hear anything about Dan Bailey. Okay, get get healthy because I I think I think it, either something got in your head or something got in your body. If something got in your head, let that let that go and let's come back next year and do what we do. If something got in your body, go heal up, get better, work out, get yourself right, and then let's go get it next year. That's it. I'm I'm fine with Dan Bailey. What I'm not fine with is even after all the mistakes are made, you have a chance to cut this to a 21 to 19 game with enough time left to get a stop and get the ball back. And you get first and goal at the three. You run a read option. I don't know if that would be the call I would make, but I'm not going to give you a lot of time, a lot of problems for that. I don't know if I would make that call. I think what I would have done was lined everybody up, bring in my two tight ends, maybe have my Dez uh, back shoulder fade as an audible if, if, if the defense looks like they're going to give me that. But 95%, I'm shoving Zeke down their throat and see if he can get in the end zone. I'm doing that play where all the offensive linemen block to the right and Zeke cuts back to the left against the green. I've seen it over and over with Zeke. He always smells the right hole, and he gets in there, and he moves the crowd. Little Eric being Rakim, how can I move the crowd? First of all, ain't no mistakes allowed. Yeah, there's a mistake allowed here. You didn't run the ball. You did a read option. Dak uh, kept the ball. He did run. However, he got stopped at, I think it was the two, the two-yard line maybe, one-and-a-half-yard line. Okay. So now it's second and goal. And you call a running, I mean, a passing play. And then you get a holding call on Jason Witten. So you rerun it, and you get another passing play. And you get sacked, and now it's third and goal. And you throw a little check down to Jason Witten, just, just, which I don't understand, instead of at least trying to throw the ball into the end zone and, and throw it up there for Dez or somebody to try to make a play. Um, and I, again, I'm not saying I'm not saying, and maybe, and maybe, and maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe nobody was open, but that check down, and that's what you did. You threw a check down to Witten, and now it's fourth and goal from something like the 16 yard line. You bring in Bailey, Mr. Dependable, and he misses the field goal. And now the world hates Dan Bailey, and he comes back later with about a minute and a half to go. And you bring him in on third down. You figure there's two. There's, you need two scores. Bring Bailey in. Get the field goal. Go for the onside. See if you can get lucky, and then see if you can go down and get a touchdown and win the game. Sound reasoning. And then he misses that field goal too. You know why? Because you're not scoring touchdowns. You know why? Because at first and goal from the three, you didn't just shove Zeke down their throat. Feed Zeke. Second and goal from the two, you didn't shove Zeke down their throat. I mean. You know, why get so cute? You know, I, I don't care if they know what we're going to do. We've said this in the Madden video game world, right? You can't run the same play over and over. That's not, that's cheese. That's cheesy football play. Really? Stop me. Stop me. Same thing in NFL. You know, there are teams, you know something's coming. Doesn't mean that they're going to stop it because it's mono e mono. How well can you execute? 
Instead, they want to take the fact that you know Zeke is coming, but then not use Zeke and get Q. Because you didn't, what's the word for the day? You didn't feed Zeke. So at the end of the day, you know, Dez made a play or two, but overall didn't play well. Uh, Terrence, Terrence Williams early on made a couple nice catches, and I don't really know what happened after that. Um, Cole Beasley, nothing. Switzer, nothing. Um, Witten, nothing to think of. Passing game was nothing to think of. But here's the funny part about it. The Seattle Seahawks, even as poorly as Dallas played, had more penalty yards than they had total yards. The Seattle Seahawks won under those conditions. A team hasn't done that since, like, 1966, like 51 years. You know, Stephen A. Smith said there's a black cat running around the franchise. He might be right because, you know, it really does seem like whatever will go wrong, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Russell Wilson, 14 for 21 for 93 yards. But you know what? He has two touchdown passes with those abysmal um, numbers. Dak Prescott, 21 for 34. Completion percentage, about the same. That's about two-thirds of your passes getting complete. Dak Prescott had twice as many yards completed, 182 yards. No touchdowns. That's, that's your game right there. Ezekiel Elliott, 24 carries, 94, 97 yards. No touchdowns. No carries inside the five-yard line. Four carries, 21 yards. No touchdowns. Russell Wilson, nine carries, 29 yards. No touchdowns, but nine carries, 29 yards. Led the team in rushing. You know, the game was stupid because Seattle was not the better team, but, Se- but Seattle was better coached. And they probably got sick of hearing all week how Zeke was going to come in and run all over them and how Dallas was going to win and put themselves in a position, how Dallas could be the most dangerous team in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. They probably got sick of that. And they're like, y'all better recognize, y'all must have forgot. We're the team that goes to the playoffs every year, not them. We're the teams that, that have two Super Bowl appearances and one win, not them. Y'all, y'all must have forgot who you're dealing with here. Y'all must have forgot that we are the team that has the Legion of Boom, not them. So, you know, it's, it's, the game was stupid, and it's disappointing to me. And, you know, I'm just frustrated because, you know, now here we go. Here we go. Did he win the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, guys. I got to look, see if they actually, no, I'm trying to remember if they actually did win the Super Bowl. I think they did. Um, Yeah, they whooped up on Denver in the Super Bowl. 43 to 8. Okay. Yeah, and they lost to the Patriots. Okay. Thank you. I, you know, sometimes I say things because I, it just, you know, yep, they want they want a Super Bowl. And I'm like, wait a minute, did they really? But yeah, they whooped up on Denver. And Peyton Manning led Denver Broncos. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to stay on too long. I need a defense. But here's the bottom line. This is frustrating for all of us fans because, once again, it's wait till next year. You know, and, you know, I, one of the things that I have learned as – as a man of 50 years old watching sports is you just don't know what's going to happen between now and next year. 
you don't know who's going to retire. Doug Free retired, right? It's, we never really recovered from losing Doug Free. Collins played well, but Doug Free was, you know, like the leader on that. You know, he's, he was the old man and he was the leader. Did we expect that? No. Ron Leary left and went to Denver and took the money. Okay, we don't know what this roster is going to do in offseason. We don't know. And Demarcus Lawrence is a free agent. Anthony Hitchens is a free agent. I'm hearing Randy Gregory, you know, his suspension will be up. So, you know, what does that mean? You know, um, Jason Garrett has given the, the coach a vote of confidence, but is he really going to keep him? Is Rod Marinelli ready to, is he geared up ready to do this one more time? Scott Linehan ready to do this one more time? I don't know how big of a loss that would be, but, you know, so you don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. You don't know who's going to retire. You don't know who uh, might be lost to free agency. You know, the salary cap issues and, and, you know, we can't afford him. We need to restructure his contract or we might have to let him go. We, you just don't know. And so we sit and say, Look at this team, one of the youngest teams in NFL. Can't, man, the future looks bright. I'm sick of that song. I'm tired of that song. The future looks bright and hang in there. And, you know, we'll, 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 we'll you know, Stephen A. Smith said it on the show today that Cowboy fans said we're going to win Super Bowl next year. I don't believe that. I don't believe, he, I don't believe that happened. I believe that's something he makes up just to, just to boost his hatred of Dallas. I don't believe any Cowboy fans say we're going to win the Super Bowl next year. Although I do agree that Cowboy fans, they sick in my stomach too. They're talking about, you know, Jason is the clapper and this, cut Dez and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, you let Jason Garrett go, who you gonna get? who's going to be your head coach? And I'll be honest, if there was any time that I could see why people would want Jason Garrett fired, it's now after – what I think is a substandard coaching performance over the entire year. I think he made some good moves. I think he adjusted well at times, but overall at eight and seven um, and those three games where the team just looked miserable and then coming back with Zeke and a relatively healthy team, Sean Lee's in there. I mean, you know, Tyron Smith lasted one series, but okay. Um, Other than that, you know, everyone else is pretty much intact and you come back and you're at eight and seven and you're on the outside. So, so you might get to nine and seven. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to see eight and eight on that record. You better go beat Philly, even though Philly's got something to play for. If I'm Dallas, I'm telling everybody, I heard stuff about shut, shut some players down and this and that and the other. And Hey, Hey, y'all better. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Don't play Dan Bailey. Don't play Tyron. Y'all got all off season to get healthy. You better get your butt out there and play and win this game. Nine and seven looks much better than eight and eight. We've seen eight and eight. I've seen the eight and eight movie too many times in Dallas. I don't want to see it again. I would almost say if Dallas goes in and lays an egg in this game, okay, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to start saying maybe Garrett needs to go. If you lose but you played hard and you lose 31 to 30 or something like that, I, 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 can, I can live with that. But you go in there and you get blown out like Denver did and you act like you, did, you don't even want to be there, that's the head coach. And if he can't rally these guys to say, hey, you know, this game is going to propel us into next year. This is the game where we send notice. We are playing what many people call the best team in the NFL. That's who we are playing right now and our division rival. And a team that mollywhopped us the last time we played in our home. It's time for us to take it to them. They want the number one seed over our dead body. Although, I don't know. They may have locked. No, they did, I don't think they locked up the number one seed yet. 
I think they locked up a first-round buy. I don't think they've locked. I could be wrong. I think they've locked up a first-round buy, but not the number one seed. So as far as I'm concerned, you go in there and you say, we're going in and get this win. We want to send them in the plus with a bad taste in their mouth. The Cowboys came to town with nothing to play for and beat you. And ride that into the sunset, Dallas. Dallas fans, this is for you. We're sorry we underperformed this year. We're sorry we didn't deliver this year. We're sorry that we're sorry. And you go out there and you play with the pride and the determination that champions play for. And you send a message that this is the game that we're letting you know what's coming next year. We're letting you know what. We're going to shove Zeke down their throat. Dad, you better go get some stickum or something. I don't know what, but you better go do something. Catch this damn ball. Jason Witten, love to have your back. You're going to be featured. Dak, you better shake off this turnover poor decision thing that you've been known to do. And y'all better go in there and execute and play hard and win this damn game. And send us fans home with something to look forward to. Send us home feeling like, you know what? We're not in the playoffs. We beat the team that, that a lot of people think might go to the Super Bowl, even with Nick Foles. Sent them into the playoffs limping. Good. Good. Because I tell you what, you go in there and beat them good, it's going to screw them up going to playoffs. Trust me. I've seen it too many times. So, you know, and, and frankly, did we not lose to Philly last game last year? And how did we do our, our one playoff game? We lost. Took us a quarter and a half to wake up. And we lost that game. So now it's payback time. In summary, I don't think Jason Garrett should be fired, but he should definitely feel some heat. He's got to do better. He's got to coach better. He's coaching this year, left a lot to be desired. I'd give him one more year. And if he and, and I wouldn't necessarily come out and say it, but the understanding with me and Steven, if I'm Jerry Jones and Steven Jones and Jerry Jones Jr. and, you know, Will McClay and all these guys that run that team, I'd say, hey, look, um, we're going we're gonna to give him everything he needs. We're going to do what we need to do to make sure that he's got the best team around him. We're going to continue to build this team. But I'll tell you what, um, next year we need production. Next year we need to be one of the top teams in the NFL, barring, you know, c- catastrophic unforeseen circumstances, as happened two years ago when Romo was out. Um, beyond that, this team needs to perform. We need to get in the playoffs, and we need to go deep. I'm not saying we've got to go into Super Bowl next year, but we need to be relevant. And I don't just mean relevant in the Week 16. I mean in the playoffs looking like, looking like we looked last year. And, Garrett, your job is to make that happen. And that's it. Des, you know, I don't know the contractual status and how that would affect us, but something's got to be done. I, I don't know if you put him in slot and – uh, cut down his reps and go find a number one receiver. Um, I don't know if the contract will allow for you to do something there. I really don't, but something's got to be done. He is not who he used to be. He's not. Witten, hey, man, find his heir apparent, but welcome back. And crying out loud, please don't lose any free agents that we need. Please. I'm sick of losing guys that we need because y'all don't want to pay them. You better not lose DeMarcus Lawrence, and you better not lose Anthony Hitchens. And I don't know who else a free agent is, but for crying out loud, these guys have shown their value, so you better bring them back. 
All right, Dallas, I've vented. I've gotten it off my chest a little under an hour. I think I'll be okay by tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to go watch the rest of this Cleveland game. It's a tie game. Cleveland, uh, Golden State's got the ball, minute 45. LeBron just scored, and now Cleveland's trying to score. And um, I don't know. So I'm going to go watch the last minute and a half of this game. But listen, thanks for letting me vent, guys. Commissioner T here. You know, I usually have a 24-hour rule, but this one's going to take 48 hours for me to, to get over. Uh, so by the time I get on the air tomorrow night, I may vent a little bit more. And then after that, I'm over it. Then it's time to move on, watch the Philly game, and get ready for next season. Uh, root for the Saints. They're the closest thing to Dallas that there is in, uh, in the NFL. Um, Sean Payton was a former offense coordinator under uh, Parcells. And we, we know that um, – um, I can't I, – I forget. There's another connection there in New Orleans. So I'll be rooting for the Saints to do something. Plus, I like them. I like Drew Brees. I like Drew Brees a lot. So um, – with that said, I'm going to get on out of here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we'll be back on the air tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be about 24, 27 and a half hours. So I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Hope you enjoy your rest of your Christmas. Catch a little football tonight. Uh, spend some time with people that you love. And uh, you know what? Keep smiling because it give people something to think about. So we'll see you tomorrow night. And remember, as always, all fuse are settled on the field. Good night. Bop bop bop